Welcome, everybody, to If I May, a podcast with me, Nick, an average guy, along with my two above-average friends, Brent and Kyle. <laughs> We're going to talk about stuff while interrupting as politely as possible. This is episode thir- 37. Wow, look at us go. Uh, with that, let's get going. We have some guests with us today, uh, two fine educators uh, in the U.S. here uh, who will... Educated educators. Inter- Educated educators. I'm told in order to educate, you need to be educated. Although uh, learning a little bit about my father's growing up in a small town, maybe not always the truth on that one. Uh, with that, with that uh, let's start with our first guest, uh, Kristen. We'll put uh, age before beauty. Kristen, can you introduce yourself? Whoa. Just a bit? <laughs> Hi, I'm Kristen. I'm a third grade teacher in the middle of nowhere, Minnesota, and I'm Brent's sister. Hello, Kristen, Brent's sister. <laughs> Is this like an AA meeting? Like, <laughs> hello, Kristen. Hello, Kristen. I mean, welcome, it's, it's welcome. Whatever, whatever we want it to be, as long as we can interrupt each other as politely as possible. That is the joy of podcasting. We have complete control. Uh, complete control and the ability to hit reset if things get a little messy from time to time. <laughs> if this goes downhill too quick, we'll just start it over. So, well, yeah, let, let's just keep it rolling. We also got my wife, Juliana, uh, who can talk about herself. Um, hi, I'm Juliana. I teach 6th through 12th grade PE and health up in a little mountain town in Colorado. And she started coaching today, and so her voice is like starting to go. Yeah, I just started coaching girls soccer, so kind of gone. So, it, wait, in the mountains, do the balls get kicked further? That's not how physics works. I think that's exactly <laughs> how physics works. <laughs> Because the, the air is less dense. The balls do not go further. It, sh- it should. No. Statistically, the Denver punters have the highest punting. Now, if I if I may, yes, punters and field goal kickers typically set records in Denver, as it is the uh, I believe it's the Mile High City. Is my understanding? I don't know if it's five thousand eight hundred something feet. It's plastered all over the stadium. And we're about <laughs> almost four thousand feet higher than that. So, so your balls probably go everywhere. Yard. They don't I go anywhere. So Juliana's high all the time at school. <laughs> don't say That's that. how it works, right? Well, you're 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 like eight thousand some feet up. I'm gonna get fired tomorrow because <laughs> you well, were high. At least we'll have one listener. Wow. The principal who uh... is next. This is an extra listener. <laughs> First and only time listening. Um, cool. So, Kristen, wait. Uh, are we going Juliana or Kristen first with questions? Okay. This is a free-for-all. Go, go, Brent. All right. Kristen, you teach. Um, what, what's your situation like? You're not high in the mountains, I assume. Not in Minnesota, no. at least. Yeah, I'm in southern Minnesota in a school district that's not too big, but it is charming and full of charming. snow. <laughs> so what, is, what does charming mean? Yeah, you? is that like, a, is eh, like it's kind of meh? Well, I mean, I'd say it's getting smaller by the day. It's Shopco is closing down now. So now our clothing and that's a big deal. department store is now Walmart. So are you living down there as well? Yeah, I live really close to the school. It's actually just across the field. So at least nice. the location is convenient. That's I'm about a, 45 really minutes nice away from where I work. Yeah. <laughs> Julia typically has to go to like the, the Boulder bus station and then that buses her to where she needs to go for school. 
that's a, that's interesting. You're, you're able to uh, stay in Southern Minnesota and you're, you're from the Midwest, obviously being Brent's sister. Um, and I can also kind of vouch in and pop in and uh, of course we have nothing planned to talk about because Brent wrote our notes for today, but uh, as, as per <laughs> usual, we can totally just fly off the handle here and discuss the weather. Uh, I came home this weekend to find uh, quite the system uh, and something I'd like to discuss at some point because uh, we don't have, again, too much of a format. Uh, I'll just jump in. And if you guys don't like this format, uh, you guys can audible as, as needed. But my thought is let's go through some topics. Uh, let's have them chime in the same way that we would chime in. And then uh, we can throw in little bios and tangents uh, as, as needed or desired beep, beep. Um, on their end. Would that work? I love it. Let's do it. Start with the pileup of cars. Is that what you're going for? Start with, yes, is the big news in all of our hometowns. Uh, There was a, uh, an, excuse me, an epic storm that uh, rolled its way through uh, this winter. (coughs) And, uh, excuse me, the, the reason the storm was, was quite epic was uh, there was a rainstorm first. It came through as rain on top of snow and ice and then it and then we had 60 mile an hour wind gusts the following day so we had snow on top of a sheet of ice and that led to some uh, very poor driving and there was a 131 car pileup just south of nina wisconsin that uh, fortunately uh, i was not involved with but uh, in that same day, I was driving to Nina, and I was within uh, probably a thousand yards of that crash at one point. And uh, fortunately, I uh, didn't have any issues, just had to drive very slowly. Uh, but I can more than understand why the crash occurred. And uh, there was one fatality, unfortunately, a lot of major injuries. Um, they had. Yeah, it was like 70 know, some people got hurt. Fire departments and police departments uh, combining from Green Bay through Nina, which, uh, according to the police chief who had been there for 27 years, they've never had to reach that far out in Wisconsin for additional assistance uh, medically and for firefighters with uh, getting the jaws of life in there to uh, pry these cars apart that had slid together. But 131 cars had made national news, obviously, uh, a very big deal. But uh you guys, you guys have had a, an interesting winter over in uh, on that west coast, Brent. Uh, you, you said you had uh, a snowstorm come through. I, I heard recently on the radio there was a gentleman from Iowa who happened to bring his truck that had its uh, snowplow equipment with him. He made some 35k uh, because of the Jeez. storm, plowing people out. Uh, I'm sure he went to businesses, he went to uh, local neighborhoods, but just. 35k over uh, maybe probably the period of a week i would guess i don't i don't know what's the status going on over there as far as the weather so the crazy thing is we had the city shut down it was basically two weeks straight of snow uh, snow days there is hardly a speck of snow in sight now it's just <laughs> all gone um and it's crazy to think about like you talking about the the pile up in nina well a snowstorm in nina like if you're getting a big crash like that that is an epic snowstorm i mean that is like that doesn't happen in wisconsin like they'll have crazy snows and there'll be people in the ditch but never like i i guess i've never seen anything like that seattle shut down for like four inches of snow that's just the completely different world we're in we're like you're having a snowstorm of a lifetime over in wisconsin and then like obviously things are shutting down 
Um, but in here, it's like a little bit of snow. Just close it up. We're done. We're just going to wait it out. And we went in and we started to track this uh, track today. We ran outside in February. Perfectly warm. I was wearing shorts. Yeah, it was a pretty rough 49 degrees here in Colorado today. My students are in 25 degrees up in where I'm from. That's pretty cold. That's crazy. 25 Kristen. degrees. Yeah. They're the mountain kids. They can handle more. They can handle it. Uh, Kristen, were you were you in Minnesota this last weekend? I, I was not. I was traveling, obviously. That's why I was in Nina. Yeah, I was. I wasn't about to travel in this weather, but I do know quite a few people who did. They've pretty much shut down all of the roads for Saturday and Sunday. The major highways are all shut down. We actually have a two-hour delay tomorrow, and they said that the buses are only going to come pick up kids on paved roads. Oh, no. Makes sense. And sounds like thought, you had well, you, you're a small school, so it sounds like it's a pretty rural as far as like people spread out. It is a rural area. A lot of the kids live on farms. So when there is snow, it's really hard to get them bused in. So, so speaking of buses, I think – I don't – sorry, Brent. I don't know if Lamers volunteered the buses or if they were called upon, but apparently Lamers buses near in, – in the Fox Valley area, they, like, shut – like, put sent a bu- couple buses to the crash site in Needle Lake get people out of there and bring them to the local church that was like opened up for them to like warm everybody up. Cause they're out there for multiple hours. So lamers pretty cool for you. Yeah. If you volunteered that uh, otherwise, thanks for being there when they needed you. If I may, I, I did read several articles that uh, were, were involved with uh, that crash and all the happenings. And uh, they were saying that, yeah, local businesses opened up their doors to get people inside uh, away from the wind and the snow and the cold uh, including a uh, an establishment known as Stars that was uh, right <laughs> oh next to the, the scene of the crash. So I'm sure you know several gentlemen made their way over purely for <laughs> shelter purposes. Yeah, well, I mean, you got a couple hours there without your car. Like, you might as well <laughs> oh my might as well hang out. They got I maybe they have if some good I pizza. May, if I may, I actually you peaked a, uh, Kristen peaked up a, a question I have. So you're, you're a new teacher and you're telling me you went through 10 snow days and not knowing what that's like. I know you have a very like strict curriculum you have to hit. You, you have to make sure you're getting these kids educated so they can go to fourth grade, right? Like how educated, right? How do you get through missing half a month of school almost? Yeah, to be honest, sometimes it doesn't even feel like I'm a teacher. I feel like I just... You know, it's just a couple of days of work in between my snow days. But <laughs> yeah, you kind of have two approaches. You can either put your weekend plan or your all plans for the week into however many days you have, or you kind of push things back. But we're getting to state testing in the next couple months. So it's a little bit crunch time. So there's definitely more pressure to get more things done for it. But yeah, today we had we were supposed to have conferences and we had to reschedule all of them because Ugh. you just yeah, you can't get things done and a lot of us just kind of feel and it's a point where as a kid I always loved snow days, but now I'm just like I I just got to get At a certain up. point I got to do my job. I have to do my job. So I'm a little bummed that I'm cuz I want to love snow days, but at some point I think 10 is a little bit too much. Yeah. Well, don't you have to like make those up at the end of the year too? For us, our governor actually did pardon 
tracked them from the week that we had four days gone because we had a school, we had snow days one week from Monday all the way through Thursday. And the governor, since the entire state was pretty much shut down, they said that you don't have to make up those days. So far, we're not going to make up days, but I think that if we come, they'll probably have to start making up somewhere. Chris, so I have a, is this is this Minnesota's governor just saying it's okay for the children to be stupid? Uh, <laughs> okay. wow. I actually I actually got met the guy. Um, he came into our school a couple days before the election. He said that his approach was to come to teachers the last couple days of his election campaign. So I actually got to meet him and talk to him. But I think that a lot of school districts build in an extra amount of days. So I think, for example, if you're, the state requires 165 days, they'll have 175 days in. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they try to hit that, but I think that's how they can excuse some of them. Other hand, I think some schools in Wisconsin aren't, and I know some teachers who have to make up eight snow days already. Yeah, oh. so last last year I worked in Stevens Point area, and we had three total days off, and two of them were built into the school year, so we had to make up one of them. So Yeah. That's not too bad. How many uh, years, Julian, or how many days, not years, how many days do you have to, to make up this year? Uh, none so months? far. We've been lucky. Yeah. We've had zero anything. Well, we had a we had one late start to our state late start, which is the first ever in the Boulder Valley School District, but it went smoothly, and we don't have to make that up, so that's nice. That's good. That's good. All right. Well, I think this would be a good switch because we've been talking about the cold. Um, I just got some news of spring beyond just track starting. Um, I have some nature news. Some nature news. It's time for the nature news of the week. All right. So in this case, this week, the news is actually going to be a little bit more personal. I found out this past weekend that Heather and I are now the proud owners, sort of owners, I guess, renters of a community garden plot in Seattle. (laughs) Um, We're very excited because... In the next couple of weeks, it's going to be planting season. And I can't think of anything that is like more. It's spring. Let's get outside. Let's enjoy the environment uh, more than spending some time gardening. So I'm, I'm really pumped about that. It's I already I drew up in on a, like a Word document. I, I made my plot. I'm going to, you know, do it all on the computer before I can go out and actually do it. Do I'm the just, oats, oh. peas, beans and barley grow there? Not yet. Not yet. They need some work. <laughs> um, and I was thinking, like, why do I really like working on the garden? Well, it's really nice to get outside. It's really nice actually, like, doing work on something that you can see progress being made. Um, I right? think, like, like with living my job, a, a, a garden, you see the instant progress on it. Like, if you plant a tree, it's just like, yeah, in, in 20 years, it'll be big, but you don't really, like, see it change throughout that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think, too, like, one thing I'm always jealous of, like, the the teachers, like you, Juliana, and, and Kristen, is that you get to see these kids day in and day out for the whole year, and, and you get to see them grow, which has its benefits. Granted, you're also stuck with them for the entire year, which is a whole <laughs> other thing. But as a, like, in my position where I'm going from school to school for only a week, I only get to see them for a week, and then I go to the next school. And I don't know what the impact is. 
But like with gardening, I really like it because, you know, I can actually, I put the work in and then you get to see and uh, in case of garden, eat the results, which is really great. The it's, best part. Brent, what are you guys going to plant? Part. Yeah, what, what's the what's the lineup? Well, we're not really sure. We're. I thought I you said I'm you already drew it up. Well, I drew it up, but I just drew the plots. I haven't actually like put the what seeds I'm going to put where. Oh, you definitely like, care. Put all your fences and down in Farmville. You just haven't put anything inside your fences yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have to buy the seeds and put the seeds in before they can start <laughs> to sprout in my own. Yeah, my little farm. Yeah. Do you get a, Do you get a seed uh, budget, or is just kind of you're in charge of it? No, we have to pay. We actually went out this weekend and started looking at seeds, and it's like three dollars a pack, which. If you actually are successful at growing all of them and can harvest it, you make up the money pretty quickly. Uh, you just have to wait and invest in it. Uh, I was thinking probably doing this year squash, corn, or not corn, peas, um, onions, uh, beans, tomatoes. I heard tomatoes go really well in Washington. And then I don't know. I don't know what else. I'm going to have to look and see what we want. Because there's a lot of things you can grow. Like you could grow kale, which like if you don't want kale, should you grow it? Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I grew gross. all these kale. I don't really like <laughs> kale, but I grew them. I grew them real good. How are you going to keep the bunnies away? I feel like I kale is one of those things that people only eat to say that they eat kale. Yes. <gasps> or they can say, I put kale in my smoothie. Like, come on. Full disclosure, not sure what kale is. Really? It's, it's a leafy, it's like doesn't taste it's good. sort of like a beet but you don't eat the root part you actually eat the like the, the greens of it it's yeah. pretty gross i think i don't know i don't know it's it's cool though because living in an apartment you don't have a yard really you just have the four walls or whatever where being able to have a garden plot it's kind of like hey i have a little bit of like land a little bit of space that's my own in this town uh so i'm really pumped about that too it's like a feeling of I actually have like a little yard, except for it's. So I I, I just looked up kale, it? and it's like halfway between lettuce and broccoli. <laughs> That's what kale is. <laughs> it can't decide whether it's lettuce or broccoli. Has a really like the, weird taste to it too. The only time kale is good is if you take, um, you butter it up, you put it in the oven, you crisp it, and you make little like chips out of it. Not healthy. Ruins the whole purpose of eating kale in the first <laughs> place. But it's it's pretty tasty. It's the kale chips are the only way to go. As long as you add a ton of stuff to it, it's delicious. It's like it's like cu- like not cucumber, um, celery. It's like eh, not many people like just celery, but throw some peanut butter and some raisins, make yourself some ants on the log. Things fantastic. So I actually have a question for for Nick here. You actually have a yard. You're the only one of us that has a yard. Are you going to be planting a garden this year? Oh boy. We oh boy. will likely not be planting a a garden this year we have hopes of gardening in the future we have some neighbors who have some very elaborate uh, setups that we admire and we had a neighbor uh, create some salsa for us that they us uh, to our house as a uh, a gift for uh, joining the neighborhood which was very nice of them we have a a lot of a lot of work to do, frankly, on the on the house in general. And Megan's favorite line, uh, <laughs> of as of uh, since my proposal essentially is, um, you know, put it on the registry. 
put it on the registry. <laughs> put it on the registry and put it on the registry. So anytime I have suggested, you know, we we get something or work on something or um, you know, run to Home Depot or Menards or whatever your store of choice is, um, that is the line I receive. Uh, put it on the registry. So we should check your registry. <laughs> I don't have any plans of getting anything grown this year. Uh, I have very elaborate schemes for what I want to accomplish with the house that we bought. And I'm very excited to tackle all of those. And I've just kind of, I really enjoy, this is more of a, a me personally thing. I really enjoy looking at the house that we bought and, and kind of picturing if I could improve it any way I Turn wanted. Turn back time. <laughs> you pause. I had to. I apologize. Continue. I was gonna say. Otherwise, the only thing I've ever like the last thing I grew was a chia pet, <laughs> and I don't think has anybody ever had success growing a chia pet. <laughs> it did not work. <laughs> I tried. I've tried chia pets at least three times in my life, and this last time was most successful. But it was a Bob Ross chia pet, and he looked like a grandpa. Like you know, the top got had nothing. And he's got around the sides were actually semi okay, but like I feel like those things just like leak water no matter what you do. Like I don't know, I don't know what to do for getting myself a good chia pet. Like it's- now, if I may, did you buy a chia pet purely because of the commercial just being chia? Half of yes for half of that. The other half is it was Bob Ross and it was a present and it was a present, so I didn't buy it. It's similar to sea monkeys. Like you had those too. Yeah, like. I had sea monkeys in college my junior year and towards the end of the year, I'm like, I need these things to die. Like they kept on going. Like I, I stopped feeding them. I stopped adding water and like rejuvenating their water and they just refused to die. Literally the, like uh, it started with Christmas break. I left them during Christmas break. I'm like, I'm not going to drive these things home. Like that's just ridiculous. If they live, they live. If they don't, I'm not too upset like that. That, they made a long life. It was already generation 10 of the incest of the, all the, uh, brine shrimp that were my sea monkeys. But it's like, they somehow survived. And then like halfway through the second semester, I'm like, these things are not dying. So I'd stop. I just neglected them intentionally and they just refused to die. All right. If I may, having these shrimp reminds me, Kristen, you've had pets before. Uh, what's your big pet that you like to take care of? Well, currently I have a, a fish. I thought for a second you were about to say ferret and I would have been very excited. Sorry, okay. continue. <laughs> yeah, nope. I've got a fish and he requires no maintenance, which is probably perfect for my lifestyle right now. Are, are fish like good companions? <laughs> you know, I'd say that I used to think so. I think that this... It, it depends on how much of an attachment you have to your fish, I think. I mean, can a fish show affection at all? I think they actually can, yes. <laughs> because sometimes if you go towards a fish tank and they swim towards you every time, either they're really hungry or they like you. <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> or they see I, your I shadow and just want to swim towards it. <laughs> I saw a video this past weekend of a little beta fish that was jumping through a hoop like out of the water. I mean, it was the, that wasn't like he was jumping really high. He was still getting over and making decent progress. Can your fish do any tricks like that? 
Um, well, if I point at the food long enough, it eats it. <laughs> a really unintelligent fish. It's like, like I'm not, is I this like a straight up like carnival goldfish? What kind of fish are we talking here? A beta fish, but I kind of think it can't see. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> No. Those those things can live for a long time if you treat it right. So if I remember correctly, a fun thing about the beta fish is that they don't actually need their water oxygenated. They can actually like gulp air from the surface and then use that to like self-oxygenate the water. So that's like, like beta fish don't require a water pump for air. And then they're also like adapted from salt water. Like they apparently used to be salt water fish or something. But beta fish are actually a lot cooler than one would think, especially because they look cool as well. Absolutely. Um, and it's the males that have the cool, like, colorations and colors. The females are actually pretty drab and boring. But if you have a female in the tank next to the male, that male starts to show off and... <laughs> I thought that was you bad. feel kind of bad they, like, for the smack male. themselves in the glass until they die or something. Yeah, it's sort of a cruel thing to do, but you get a, a nice little show for a little bit. <laughs> so um, that's the nature person. No, I'm just saying, like, you obviously won't other. do it's that. Fine. I was just saying, if you're... What I've heard, that's what I've heard. That's all. That's all. What was that? All right. So with that, um, soccer starting. How is that going? It's going good. I think we'll have about 13 <laughs> girls. So I teach at a really small school, and it's 6th through 12th grade, so we're really lucky if we can even field a team. So if we can have two subs, we will take it. Wow. Two whole subs. Is, so does high school still have the same like rule where once you're subbed out, you can't go back in? Nope. That's only like certain club games and professional and college games. <clears throat> I feel like it's a weird rule. Be like, no, once you're out, you're just done. I don't know. The way you know, with, with the amount of running, it sounds like these girls are going to have to do, they'd probably be really good at cross country. Just. Yeah. So it's funny. It's funny that you say that. So we had, um, last year we had one of our sophomores win state as Jeez. obviously a sophomore for girls cross country. And this year, I think our girls cross country team as a whole took eighth. And then some of them individually took second or third. So they they are up at high elevation. And when they come down to Boulder and they compete, it's so easy just for easy them. easy mode. It's just easy for them. I wonder if, like, if the worst team in Colorado went to, like, Seattle, where it's at sea level. Or, like, Florida, even better, where it's, like, the whole thing is completely flat at sea level. How bad they would just crush them. I don't know. It depends how bad they are. There are some really bad teams out there i don't know Brent, have... i guess what's what's the elevation differential in being able to run fast oh it, it, the training definitely makes a difference um i have a book that has all the information so i haven't committed any of that to to memory but it's generally recommended you go up you train in, in altitude for like a couple of weeks you go back down to non like to sea level you run you say wow i actually am really good you go back up to altitude and you just kind of keep doing that cycling. If you were to train as like a, I really want to hit my goals. Like an Olympic athlete kind of thing or like yeah. high end athlete. 
Yeah, it's like you, you go down, you run for a while, you get acclimated, then you like go back and just say like, wow, it actually is making a huge difference that I'm up in altitude um, for like the mental aspect of it. And you just keep going back and forth. Well, like our like kids can run forever and like cross country, track, soccer, like you name it, they can just run. They might not be crazy, super talented in certain sports and have less people than we should. But if you tell them to run... They're, they're pretty good. Oh, if so, I may. Oh, if, go ahead, if I may. Uh, Juliana, I believe we had a discussion, not you and I, obviously, uh, but Brent, Kyle, and I, uh, mm-hmm. in a prior episode uh, a couple weeks back where we were talking about coaching. And one of the things we got into with uh, coaching, and specifically, I believe it was in the context of uh, esports and gaming. Oh, yeah, yeah. Team. Uh, but we got into the qualifications. So can you give us your qualifications for being a coach? I guess, I guess with that, one of the other things we were talking about was like how to coach a sport you don't even know or like as a brand new sport. Oh, great. Because I did that this year. Yeah, yeah. Go, go. Um, I got, I don't want to say suckered in, but I did get suckered in to being the head coach of our girls volleyball team. And... I don't play volleyball. And if you don't know Juliana, she is five. Not even five foot. <laughs> not even five foot. <laughs> um, like, obviously, I coach or I teach PE, so I need the basics, but I never play competitively. So I didn't know the different ways to hit or the different rotations or really anything like that. Or And so I kind of took it in a lot of YouTube videos and a lot of talking to my players about what they wanted to get better in and it, we went like four and 15 but you have to understand that we are in like one of the toughest conferences in all of colorado yeah you have no jv team yeah i did Not, i mean you did but I you did. like rotated but in. i yeah I, we we are so small that i some of my jv girls played on varsity and vice versa basically i kind of just i it was more about team chemistry and respect for one another and just the ability to also have fun because I know these girls aren't going to go play in college. That's not their goal. But if I can create a good team chemistry with, where they feel good about themselves every day after practice and learn something new and my captains brought something new to the table every day, that that was my goal. And at the end of the year, it was pretty cool because a lot of my kids had a really good time and they want to come back next year and play. And Really, for them, it wasn't about winning. It was just about building that team spirit and getting to know some of their classmates in a better way. Uh, if I may, I find that's actually a really interesting point because I think Nick might have been last week when he was when we were talking about this. Was like you really go in and you just try and fix everything else. Like you work on the team chemistry, the team culture, uh, the mental side of it, um, and especially if it's something that you don't necessarily know a lot about the the actual specifics of it and it's really interesting to hear an example of something like that you pretty much agreed with what nick was was going after so kudos to you nick um on that so you said oh i actually have a friend who's doing the same thing as you were talking about juliana he has zero experience at swimming and actually became the head varsity coach of the boys swim team if i may real quick can he swim no. Really? 
Yeah, like, so the district has gone through three. He's the third head coach in three years. Oh, no. Wow. Has had such bad behavior issues that no one wanted to coach them. And he's been trying to become cross country and track. So he kind of wanted to get involved in coaching in the district. But yeah, he so, you know, sometimes during our prep, he'd Google but then he you know he went in there having no idea what a breaststroke was even so, <laughs> oh, yeah, no. it, i mean they had a team of nine from middle school and high school combined but wow. i mean i think it's he kind of took it as an approach of you know we'll learn together but to, to improve on academics and get more involved in the community and mm-hmm. become a team so similar to what you were talking about juliana so kristen what's your school's like graduating class size i I actually don't know. I think, well, there are 100 students in my elementary school, and there are four elementary schools in the district. So it's got to be, I mean, the town or the city has about 18,000. So I should actually Okay, so there's up. probably a couple hundred in the in the graduating probably classes each year of the high school. 300 each time. Yeah. We'll graduate maybe 30 kids this year. Oh god! Yeah, yeah it's real small. Maybe. Yeah, I went to so Juliana School, the middle school, and the high school combined, and like I've walked it, and it's like, oh well, we just walked the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. It's here and gone. Yep. Here's the cafeteria, the lunchroom, and or <laughs> the cafeteria, <laughs> the break room, the student center, and the office. It's all you can see it all right here. <laughs> now, Juliana, is that with the graduation rate, or is that? Um, no, so we're the smallest school in the district. BVSD has, I want to say 17 high schools. And they're all way bigger. Most of the high schools in BVSD are around 2,500. We're just really tiny. (laughs) I mean, we're up in the mountain, like literally up in the mountains. And I don't know, like it's, well, the thing about BVSD is that people open enroll so if they don't want to go to the small school that I work at, they can go down into Boulder and go to other high schools if they get accepted into them. Mm. So do you see that people do that for sports at all? Or? Some do, yes. But we, but so the the kind of the cool. So I'll I'll give you an example. We have a young man who is a freshman this year who just took second in state um, for wrestling, and because. We don't have wrestling in high school. He went down to the nearest high school, which is Boulder uh, High School, and just took second and stayed for wrestling because the high school kids can go to the nearest um, bigger high school and play sports for them. Oh, if they don't offer it at your school? Yeah. That makes sense. I think we kind of had that in Appleton when we were in high school where, like, uh, I think that, like, the girls' hockey team was, like, all three high schools combined. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, swimming actually was north and east. I think it still is, even to this day. Does West just have their own team, or do they just don't do it? I think no, they, they partner with another pool. school. I think what? they actually partner with a different school, or West oh, has their they? own team. Because like West, like yeah. they have a huge swimming pool in there. They have a they have the nicest swimming facility in like the area. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I was thinking, uh, Kristen, if you were to. I know it's your first year, so you're probably just like trying to swim and figure out what to do as a first year. But like, are you looking to coach in the future or or what's your your thought with that? Because I know you like doing athletics and that kind of stuff. 
Yeah, no, I'd love to coach. I think that my ideal coaching, to be honest, would be that elementary school age soccer where they really have no idea what they're doing, but they're so <laughs> cute. Like, I actually think that would be my ideal. I would love to coach. I think I would do a probably a tennis or soccer would probably be my sports that I'd want to try. As a first year teacher, I couldn't imagine coaching, but not to. So I actually have kind of a funny story. So I was at, I was out getting drinks after work with another coworker and my boyfriend, Alex. Was teachers don't go me. out. What are you talking about? <laughs> Just not when the kids are there. And so he was visiting and we were meeting up with another couple and we ran into our principal. And it was pretty, you know, she, she had been there for a while. So, you know, you could tell, but she starts <laughs> full on recruiting him, like saying, Hey, so, so when are you going to be done with your program? Are you, are you looking for this job with, and then she goes, what would you coach? It's like <laughs> tennis. And she goes, would you be interested in coaching any other sports by chance? Like full on never having met him before was like trying to recruit coaching for the district. So I feel like if I end up in staying in that area, there'll definitely be openings. Yeah. Seems like in general like... coaching is actually like, it seems like they need more teachers in general for coaching, especially at the smaller schools was not quite as big of a teacher well, pool. A lot of times what happens is like young, young teachers will coach, but then they'll start a family and it's just too hard to have little mm-hmm. kids and then continue to coach. So you'll, that's kind of how I got my coaching job right now is because the woman who was coaching before me has two little kids. And when I was like, oh, I'd love to coach soccer. She's like, it's all yours. Take it. Like, I'll help when I can, but I need to take care of my kids. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I didn't get back. Uh, we just started track today. I didn't get back uh, until 6 o'clock. And that's after being gone for, like, the full day work. Where it's like if I had a family, I'd get dinner on the table or make sure they did homework. Like, I don't know if I can do that and coach unless I had support from, like, someone else, you know? Yep, so I, totally I left my that. apartment this morning at 6 in the morning, and I did not get back here until about 7.30. Jeez. That's so lit. That's a long day. So – it- One thing that Juliana and I did recently is get a membership to Costco <laughs> and, like, okay – Number one, they try to sell you on that like Costco premium and we'll give you a check at the end of the year, blah, 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 2% cash back. In order to make your money back, I like did the math in front of him. Like you'd have to spend six grand at Costco. He didn't like that. <laughs> I was like, you have to spend six grand in one year to get this back. Like this makes no sense. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I can do math. <laughs> and then like it took Costco like – I understand the draw to the place and like 35 minutes. I get it, but it literally took like half an hour for this guy to sign us up for membership. It's like, dude, I can like the, the I don't know. It was, he was having to fill out paperwork. Like it's not even the guy's fault. It was literally the system's fault. They like make you fill out all this junk. And it's like, why? Like just why it should not take, just take my picture. Let me pay my money and give me a card with an ID number on it. Like top golf. Like Top Golf doesn't take it take it, it, the line to sign up took longer than once you're signing up. It was just like, oh, here's your money, here's your card, boom, ready to go. Like got your name on it, you're set. It took half an hour. It was ridiculous. Second right. thing though, real- oh. go ahead, Brent. And no, go go, go ahead. This can wait. 
because the other thing is that while we were there, they, you know, they sell everything in bulk. And one of the things I saw there and we had to buy was moist, sorry, moist flushable I wipes. I cannot believe you're bringing this up. <laughs> so <laughs> they, are, oh they are basically baby wipes that you can flush and they are fantastic. <laughs> I I had heard of these before, basically from like, uh, I think Dollar Shave Club has like one wet one wipe Charlie's or whatever. So I've like heard it because I've listened to other weird. podcasts and they've talked about these and I'm like, okay, this sounds weird. But then they were like, for 14 bucks, you can get 30 packs of these damn things. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a go. And I, I, I think, I think I enjoy them. I've definitely, it says right in the packaging, do not flush more than one. I've definitely <laughs> been a rebel and flush three at once. Three. Before. Yep. Three whole moist flushable wipes. You're going to clean yeah. our toilet when it gets clogged. I got, we got plungers for that. <laughs> It's fine. It's already past that. It would be clogged by now. But the other funny thing is Juliana here, we ran out of toilet paper in our, like our bedroom bathroom for a while. And (laughs) I I know Juliana's gone to the bathroom in there. So that means more than either Juliana's not wiping or she also enjoys moist flushable wipes. They're not bad. Calling them out. (laughs) Not something I want to tell the world, but yeah. (laughs) So what, what is it? What? They're, they're moist flushable wipes. It's no. That sounds gross. I don't know. Your butt's not supposed to be wet. <laughs> I just, so I thought that was gonna be a thing. Like I thought it'd be like, okay, my that, butt feels wet. Like this ain't feel right. Way. It's really not bad. Like they're not that moist. They're like damp. It's not like you yeah. have water they're, they're running down your butt. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like you take a like you know you know those like Clorox wipes that come in like the yellow and green and whatever canisters and you you peel them out and you can disinfect stuff. Like take one of those and then wring it out, and that's about like the amount of water or liquid that's in these things. Oh man! All right, I gotta go back to the Costco thing quick, just because I I went to Costco last week and it was pretty fun. Uh, did you stop at the concession stand afterwards? They have a great concession stand. It's literally the best food of all time. Seriously, I had their chicken bake for the first time. It changed my life. I um, agree. But my favorite thing about Costco. Is what you got to do, and this is what I've, I've been doing for like the last week, is you get a rotisserie chicken. It's $5. It's the greatest rotisserie chicken of all time, for one. When we were there um, the first time, I literally watched a guy buy like 10 of those. Oh, my gosh. You can use it for everything. It's so versatile because, I mean, if you think it's rotisserie chicken. It's like a whole chicken. You can like I make it for quesadillas, paninis, sandwiches. Yeah, I just eat it plain. I eat it sometimes just cold because I love it so much. <laughs> Are you like, one of those it, guys that also eats cold pizza? Yeah, absolutely. I cannot. Delicious. I can't do cold pizza. What's everybody's thoughts on cold pizza? Wait. I am a negatory. I will not eat cold Kyle pizza. Kyle doesn't eat leftovers either. Oh. I'll, eat, I'll eat some leftovers, but not cold pizza. I'll I'll reheat pizza, but I'll reheat it. I'll I'll never eat cold pizza. I do one worse than that. I reheat pizza sometimes in the microwave. Yeah, I've done that I too. Know. That's that's oh. like my standard. If I'm feeling fancy, that's when it goes in the oven. Most no, of the time, it does the microwave to reheat. Yes, it's awesome. I haven't they, tried. The they say that yet. you have to bake it. Oh, yeah. You have to like put it back in the oven to get that nice like reheating thing. I I just microwave it. I I think it tastes fine. Yeah, but then I don't it's know. all soggy. Well, not that bad. Kristen, what, what's your what's your view on reheating pizza? I think that it takes too long to put it in the oven. So, yeah, if I reheat it, I just put it in the microwave. It definitely loses its 
why I kind of I'm definitely for cold pizza, especially in the mornings. Cold pizza oh. in the morning. Breakfast of <laughs> yeah. champions. That sounds like a hangover cure. <laughs> yeah, that's a good breakfast. <laughs> Nick, Nick, what's your cold pizza status? I can do it. I typically avoid it. It's uh, If it's quick and easy and dirty, I can do it, but uh, cold pizza is not great as far as microwaving it. I have seen microwaves that do have a specific like pizza mode or pizza button, and they are better than those microwaves without a specific pizza button. I need a I pizza button. Far too, I am far too impatient to actually rebake the pizza in the oven. What do you guys so, have a pizzazz? Not familiar with a pizzazz. You need to invest in those. Pizzazzes are amazing. Oh my god, you can make anything on them, really. What, what is a pizzazz? Explain you really it. don't know what a pizzazz is? Okay, so Julia, it's, give it it's, to us. they're literally made just for pizza, but you can make anything on them. It's basically like a heat. It's a rotator. It's a rotating serving tray that you put your pizza on. It's like aluminum, so and it's fairly thin, and then it latches onto this heater that heats from the top and the bottom in like a triangle pizza shape. You might say so, but it's only covering like a fifth of the pizza at a time. Yeah. So the pizza slowly rotates and there's a heater in the top and the bottom heating your pizza and you just slowly rotate it. There's a timer at the top. You just set your timer. Typically, it takes a smidge longer than whatever the oven says, but you don't have to wait for the oven to heat up. Right. You're just instantly starting the heating process. I mean, we've made you can make like potato skins. You can make um, mozzarella sticks, wings, chicken nuggets. Chicken nuggets, like you name it, you can put it on French there. fries. If you're thinking, like yeah. anything you put like on a uh, cookie tray in the oven, you can put on a pizzazz. That's not bad. They're Give pretty awesome. Tops. And they don't take well, up terribly that much space. Uh, if I may, this brings up a, a good thought. And I have a question for all of you. What is that one like kitchen appliance or like kitchen toy, I guess, uh, in some cases that you can't live without? I'll, I'll start it off. The George Foreman grill, so nice. It's just so much more convenient than having to go up, fire up the old grill outside. Warmer as well because you're inside. And it cooks the chicken or whatever you want to cook pretty pretty well and pretty quick. So I had to go like George Thorman or Foreman grill. I didn't think I'd like it, but definitely worth the purchase. Yeah, I think we had one of those on a registry. And yeah, they're they're definitely... We just used it. We just we just used it for burgers last <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday for lunch. Something like that. Yeah, that's not an endorsement. I yeah. know it is. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but yeah, those are super good. Um, I'm a big fan of cups. If I don't have cups in my kitchen, um, <laughs> I'm going to get thirsty. So uh, I would probably go cups because you can put most things in a cup and eat it out of a cup even if you needed to. Like, you know, you could put cereal in a cup and eat it out of the cup. I mean, I get most foods you could probably work and eating out of a cup. So I'm going to go with a cup. Did you know, Kyle, on a quick cup tangent, that there's actually these brownies in the cup that they sell. So you basically can just, you put your brownie mix, single serving in a cup, you put it in the microwave and it'll cook a brownie for you. That sounds awesome. That reminds me yeah. of like the microwave brownies that came in those uh, like microwave meals. When you got like the fish stick, like when I was a kid, there was the, uh, yeah. there was the brownie mac and cheese fish stick combo kids cuisine Th that's where it was at the old tv dinner yeah yes all right Kristen, what do you got what is your go-to appliance 
Lately, I think it's definitely been a blender. Because hmm? you can make pretty good smoothies if you feel milkshakes. Ooh, homemade milkshakes. Do you use one of those awesome. like real blenders or one of those like so like single serving blenders? Jet bullet. Like the whatever. fruit ninja yeah. one. To be honest, the magic bullet was on my Christmas list for probably three years in a row and I never got it. On for myself, so I just use one of the big ones. <laughs> that's like that's an adulting thing. It's like I want this. I can just straight up buy it if I really want to. But I suppose I should save something for my Christmas list. Right, like I might as well just use it. <laughs> oh man! All right, Nick, what's your go-to appliance? Kitchen. Here? I can't operate without a stove. I mean, I'm all about the convenience of a microwave, but. Uh, my, my stove is key. You can't make chocolate chip cookies without an oven. So, uh-huh. sure. I will stick with that as a uh, close second. Uh, I am a uh, a crock pot connoisseur with respect to making stew and making pulled pork and uh, a number of other items that uh, you just throw it in the crock pot. And uh, typically, what Megan and or I will do is we'll make it the night before cook it all night and all day, or uh, we will make it the night before and then in the morning we'll turn it on and then we, when you get back from work, um, it's done and ready. You come home to a, a hot cooked meal all ready to go. Wings so are the easiest. Ribs. <laughs> You're right, not wings. Ribs are the easiest things to and best things to make in a crock pot. You really just cut your ribs, your like rack of ribs to size. That way it's will fit in your crock pot and you just fill it with sweet baby rays, barbecue sauce, and just turn that thing on on low for like eight hours. So good. Fall off the bone ribs every time. Delicious. Yeah. I like my oh, Keurig. Man. I knew you were going to say that. That's my favorite. I even like 3D printed Juliana a little like Keurig cup holder <laughs> so she can have all her cups right next to her Keurig. Aw. <laughs> so cute. And that was science news of the week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Um, what, what's our? I think I have a question for our teachers here because you always hear, you know, you go through school and you always know there's like class clowns or there's there's something going on. What's your your best or funniest kid moment that you've had as a teacher? Actually, I have a story that happened the day actually a few weeks ago, but. We're sitting and it's after recess. The girls are just bewildered, staring out the window in our classroom. And I was like, what are you looking at? She goes, what is that? I go, it's snow. (laughs) Minnesota. She goes, but the groundhog said that the spring was coming early. (laughs) 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 She was completely convinced that that meant spring happened then and there. Yeah, what well, is that? It makes sense. What? And then you have 10 snow days after that. <laughs> yeah. so like, oh, spring is coming. But, Boom. Winter but the storm, groundhog. Car pile the groundhog said it was over. So, like, oh, it's so funny. Kristen probably has some way funnier stories than I do because she teaches little kids. <laughs> I have the, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you're almost an adult. Like, why are you, why are you being this way? Kind of stories. Like the kids that smoke pot in the bathroom or the kids that try to like get away with vaping or the kids that swear at teachers. 
those are the type of stories that I have. <laughs> and they're not really funny. They're just like, have you thought through what you're doing? Do you have any common sense? I see more of that type of story more often. Oh my gosh. I had something like that. That reminds me like um, Friday, we were walking the dog back at the horticulture center by our, our apartment. And we're on these trail, this boardwalk trails. And we see some like high schoolers just hanging out. I was like, okay, whatever. And as we start to get near with our dog, all of a sudden they just take off and they sprint off. I'm like, why, why are they like doing that? Like, it makes no sense. And then as soon as we like walked up to the, it got to where they were all like hanging out. It was like, oh yeah, that's why they ran. That's, we get it. Cause you just, the stench hits you and you're like, come on guys. Like, really? Really? Why, why do you have to go to like, I don't know. It makes no sense. Like, why would you, if you're going to do pot, why would you smoke it? You know? So if you're not trying to get caught. I think I told the story at the, after the end of last podcast, but with the robotics kids, one of them said the funniest thing. So like we're, we're all in the robotics. We're in the like student center or whatever, where they have carpet so they can print like, test the robot and then there was like some event or whatever happening that night so they had to like there, there was a bunch of other like everybody was like the tech ed wing had a little display the drama department had a display or i don't know theater department had a display the business whatever you know all the different departments of the school math had little displays for like eighth graders coming into high school or seventh graders coming into high school to like you know show them the ropes here's the kind of thing you can expect for classes and then so this one teacher comes into the room while the robotics kids are, you know, doing their thing for the club. It's like, I need some strong helpers. And then the one kid just blurts out, and you came to the robotics team to ask for strong people? <laughs> I, I just died. I was like, yeah, he, he's got a point. You came to the robotics team and went, is not there like, any strong young men like that can help out? like team. Yeah, right. <laughs> robotics team. Any strong boys here that can help out? I guess the, the biggest other thing I had is that when I was working at the, the camp that Brent, I, and Kristen worked for, uh, there like twice in my entire time there, I had the kid with the, like the hand on the face flop right into his food. It was fantastic. One of them was cereal. And it was the two perfect ones too. Like one of them was cereal. And the other one was like a spaghetti or something like the spaghetti <laughs> guy. He only got a little bit, but the cereal one, he straight up tipped his bowl completely. That was oh so good. It always happens whenever oh. I was super tired too. It's like I'd be tired, like losing it, and all of a sudden you see a kid just face plant into his food, and you're like, "I am up." That was fantastic. Thank you. I always found that if you're a camp counselor, um, if you're tired, whatever your campers are are probably like two to three times even more tired than you are, because at least you've been trying to like living that lifestyle for a while, where it's just a whole new world for for these campers. Uh, speaking of campers, Kristen, I know since you worked at camp, didn't you always have a kid that was pretty funny? I feel like you had a story there. Yeah, I had a kid and he came about three years in a row. And for some reason, he was just absolutely madly in love with me. And the my funniest story with him probably actually related to cereal. And one day he's holding his fruit loop in his hand and he goes, Kristen, this is you. And he smashes it. <laughs> what? And he goes, it's because I have a crush on you. Oh. If you're ever looking for a pickup line, there's a seven-year-old one for you. <laughs> See this? See this? It's you. Smash. <laughs> Get it? I got a crush on <laughs> Oh, that's pretty good. I, like, oh, that's uh, the, 
I had one funny kid at the waterfront that they're like standing in line, like waiting to get in, like getting a spiel. And he raises his hand. It's like, what's up, buddy? He's like, I need to go to the bathroom. I'm like, all right, go ahead. And he just starts peeing right there on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you told him to go ahead. He went okay, ahead. He just went. Um, Absolutely. I think some of the more funny stories are like when student, like you find out that certain students are dating without trying to find out. So, example being last Friday, I saw two of my sixth graders like hugging each other, and I was like, okay. And then one of them, one of them saw me staring at them, and they're like, oh, you know. And, like, all the other kids around are like, oh, man. So then today when I saw them, like, you, you're like, ooh, so so-and-so, you and so-and-so are dating, and they just get all red. And then the best thing to do with the sixth graders go, so what do you do when you date? And then they just look at you, like, what do you mean? <laughs> you're dating. What I'm you, like, what, what are you, you doing? What do you do? How do you, how do you date? And they're like, uh, just go play video games at each other's house. <laughs> that's a great date. That's that's wonderful. I th- that sounds fantastic. Right? We should play video that's games. Like the perfect date. But they get so flustered and it's so funny. I have no clue. Young when, when Nick eventually gets a Nintendo Switch, we should do a Mario Party thing with all of us linking Switches together and Mario, Mario Partying it up. That'd be fun. That or Super Smash Bros. That would be pretty fun be down for that although i'll have you know i have not yet lost a game of mario party on the switch Ooh, big talker is that like one and oh or (laughs) you should ask kyle the last time we played mario party how he was dude mario party sucks (laughs) (laughs) yeah it sucks i mean it totally just favors whoever's in last place like you get out to an early lead that's the worst (laughs) possible situation for you in mario party because then and at the end of the game, they give you all those bonuses. It's like, move the least amount of squares. You get a star. And, <laughs> oh, like, you miss the most stars. Oh, well, you get a star. And, oh, you you I landed see. on the worst thing. Oh, you get a star. He's only mad because I won. That's a, that's a Nintendo feed, though. It's, you know, you're in last place. Oh, you get a blue shell where you can automatically take out the first place guy. It's like Nintendo is against success. One thing I will say about Mario Kart is if you're good at Mario Kart, you'll consistently be in the top. Like, you might not finish first because of the BS like that, but if you're going, like, tournament style, you know, you'll be up the top every single time. Absolutely. I I can't believe they haven't made a new F-Zero for Nintendo. The last one was the GameCube one. That one was super, like, ah, such a fun game. What, what, do you guys have a game that you played in your kids that you wish would come back or like a new version, new uh, game of it or series of it would start up? I, yeah, I, I'll, oh, go ahead. I can jump in. There, There's a lot of games that I'm, I've, I've spent way too much of my life playing video games, uh, whether that's the uh, Mario games, whether that's uh, Modern Warfare 2 uh, in high school, which... I have found out that uh, if you want to, in the romantic sense, but in the how old are they sense, uh, our generations is what version of Call of Duty uh, did you play in high school? That uh, is because, 100% true. <laughs> because I played Modern Warfare 2 in high school, and then I was talking to a friend of mine who uh, I forget is four or five years younger, and he's like, oh, yeah, in high school playing COD 4. 
COD 4. I don't even, like, I was done with COD by the time it got to COD 4. You mean uh, modern, which, the original Modern Warfare? No, COD 4. <laughs> yeah. So, um, an easy way to date uh, men, uh, uh, again, not in the romantic sense, is, is asking them <laughs> which version of COD they play in high school, and you'll know uh, about how old they are based on, on that, because they all played, uh, we all did. Yes. Um, but... Uh, going back to the original question, I, I, I digress. Uh, games I'd like to play. Uh, a game I played a lot growing up, uh, which says a lot about me growing up, but playing Perfect Dark, which was the uh, James Bond shooter Goldeneye on steroids. Um, it was the first game I played that had AI, as in artificial intelligence, uh, bots that you could go against. Now, they weren't horribly complex, but they had different levels. Uh, there was a cool kind of theme with aliens that wasn't too unrealistic, and it had a, it had a first-person shooter feel like uh, 007 uh, in Goldeneye. So it was a, a lot of fun. It was it used a lot of the same maps from Goldeneye, uh, had a lot of the same mechanics, and I remember playing that a lot. And I did try that uh, two years ago, and the graphics were so bad. Compared to anything, well, modern, and like the control but, scheme then versus now, is like the control scheme for first-person shooters just wasn't figured out yet. So it's just yeah. it, so it was painful trying to play it, uh, but got to relive some of those memories. But I would say something like Perfect Dark would be really, really cool. Um, any and all the Mario games, I, I love to have those updated. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen a good Donkey Kong game, and there might have been one, but I haven't seen one. They just released the Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. That, that's the most it's recent one. It's not bad. I, we have it for the Switch. It, it's not bad, but I think it's a remake of something that was released for the Wii U or something. I, like, right, I, I played, the last one I played was in the N64 Donkey Kong one, like the Donkey Kong game that came with it in the bundle. And I, I'm not so much a fan of those free roaming games. Like I played that one, loved it and beat it, but that was the last one I played. And I'm sure there have been plenty between there. Um, but Mario did a lot of the same things where they had like the Mario paint or something like that where it was like a free roaming mario game and even the most recent ones uh his hat like mario's hat comes off and it's his own character or something and i've played it at a friend's house a couple times and it's kind of entertaining but i've always just been a a classic uh, a fan of the classic mario where you're you're in a two-dimensional world you're moving from left to right and have different abilities and that kind of stuff so anytime uh those come out i, I really enjoy those um i could play uh, a new one of those every single year and I'd, I'd still buy it. Uh, yeah. If I may, the super Mario odyssey is the one for the switch and number one, it doesn't actually include some 2d stuff. So like you'll go into a pipe and then go into a 2d Mario version. So that like, that's pretty cool. But like that, that game is a really good game. I think, I think you'd enjoy it. it it's, it's fairly linear where the free roam is kind of like afterwards you can go and try to collect everything kind of thing. So like going through the story, it, it, it's it's actually it's a it's an okay story. It but it's it's one of those things where the 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 gameplay is pretty good and you're not forced to kind of open roam it. You do have pretty good direction as far as where to go. I would like a Tony Hawk skater. Yeah. No pro skater. Those were my favorite as as a kid. So good. I think they had one released a couple of years just, ago. It was not good. But yeah, that would, that would be good. A, a good Tony Hawk pro skater or even just a HD remake of right? Tony the, Hawk Pro Skater 2. The first like the first one and the second one had the best soundtracks. Jeez, yeah, that was such a good game. 
Fortnite released uh, these hoverboard things, and instead of playing the game you're supposed to, I just go around and try and do like skateboard tricks with them. <laughs> like it's just nice. how much I miss those kind of games. Uh, I'd go with Super Tech Mobile. You always see on these re-releases of old Nintendo games, Tech Mobile, which is the earlier like prequel OG. to this game, but Super Tech Mobile was just such far like advanced above it, and it's just such a great game. But they never release it. They always release Tech Mobile instead of it. It's like it's not the same. It's not as good. Oh, sorry. Kristen, they should release it though. Kristen, you got a game from your childhood you want remade or a, se- a sequel to? Yeah. Well, I was thinking about it, one that I really wanted. Animal Crossing came yeah. out. It was not very recent anymore, but they had come out with an, a phone version of Animal Crossing. Definitely not as good, but definitely brought back some nostalgia. Have you have you played yeah. it or like are you, are you still playing it? Yeah, I got it. I actually just found it on my app probably or on my phone a few days ago. So, played it a little bit, but yeah, it doesn't have things such as like the museum and some of the things that made it fun, but I just remember we used to spend at our babysitters, we used to spend hours on end playing that game. Uh what what system did you start that on? Was that N64 or GameCube? GameCube, I think, right, Brent? Yeah, Animal Crossing started on GameCube. Okay. What is that I would game have to even s- about? You have a little village, like a house, and then you basically go around to help your neighbors and make your house bigger. Have you they heard like of give you furniture and stuff. Yeah. Isn't no, that like Farmville? That. No, because you're not like waiting for time. You like you do a chore like, hey, I need like three apples. You bring them the apples, and then they give you a piece of furniture that you can put in your house, or or they give you money or something. They're yeah. that game. I don't know if I actually played Animal House. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. (laughs) Nailed it. Animal Crossing on the Switch would be the perfect game. Switch. It would just, it worked, it would work so perfectly with it. Because you could just bring your like little, it's one of those games that you could just play for hours as you're just trying to make your house better and um, you can share your community with some other people and it's really fun. I don't know. It was, it'd be awesome on the Switch though. So this is not a game per se, but did you guys ever have those little like keychains? The chia pets. Like in the, oh, no, no, no. I don't remember they? what they were called. What are they called? Tamagotchi. Yeah. Umagachi, yeah, Tamagotchi. Like I wish they would remake those now because of technology. They just did. Did they? They just did. They're mini. They're mini, but they have like they literally just released them. We were at the store. And I was. I wanted uh, to buy one. I didn't. And you're see like, it. what are you gonna do with that? But I'm like, it's only ten dollars. Well, we might have to get one. We had a green dinosaur. Because I was, was obsessed awesome. with those things. Do you guys have Tamagotchis? Absolutely. I had a dinosaur, the red one. So cool. But then it always sucked because you couldn't bring to school. If your teacher caught you, they'd take it from you. And, and then by the end of the day, sure. it was dead. As a, a teacher, Kristen, would you take someone's Tamagotchi from them? Well, they're not allowed to have any electronics, so yeah, we would. See, would, like, would you take care of it for them? Be like, hey, bro, I've been there. I know you need this thing to live. I kept it. I, I fed it a couple times throughout the day. It's not doing too Picked hot, but it's still arms. good for you. Like, you're doing all right, though. Yeah, just some of the things that they try to bring into school is interesting. Yeah. They're really, the- at this age, they're really obsessed with their stuffed animals. Like, they'll have a, um, they'll be like a pajama day. Can we bring our stuffed animals? 
But then you also have kids who have smartphones. So it's, it's kind of a third grade. Interesting. Do any of your students have a cell phone? Yeah. They're actually, there's probably about three or four of them who asked me to keep it behind my desk every day. Well, that's probably good that they like give it up though. I mean, nowadays it's probably like their parents' old phone, right? Like there's no, like if you already have an old cell phone, like why buy, like why buy your kid a flip phone even when you have an old one laying around, you can just give them. Right. But why does a third grader need access to the internet? I have no idea. I mean, you could, like, I don't know, if it was our kid, we'd be blocking the internet. Like, they would have calling, that's it. Right. Which some, which to be fair, some people do. But I guess a lot of times when you see a cell phone, you automatically think that it's a mini computer. It is a mini computer. Well, like, it's, for anybody, it's working that way. I have the TI-84 calculator on my phone. I don't even need to, you don't need to buy one of those calculators. To be fair, your calculator, you souped up to basically be like a game system. I like I like Super Mario on my T eighty four, whatever they're called. Oh dude, yeah. Brent and I had all I, I I think I got the games from somewhere. I think Brent might have gotten a couple as well. But we had like all the great games. I got my calculator right here. Let me see what else see what I got. All I know is that we need uh Snood. That was it. I love yeah. that game. Snood is where it was at. That's what they should do. They should remake that game and make it cooler. Snood. There it is. Still my calculator. Graphing calculators have more potential than ever. I still have no idea. So like my um, calculator at some point in time through high school got like the arrow keys and the buttons around it sticky. And I still have no idea what happened to it. Like I do not recall spilling anything on it. Kind of, as as an engineer, I'm kind of upset that my calculator has sticky button keys, <laughs> arrows. First world problems. All right. Uh, Nick, you want to close this out here quick? Certainly can. Uh, what is our uh, our closing note here? Other than are we wrapping up with uh, that was episode 37 or are we? Oh, here. Do we, do we got a good we like, another... teacher joke? What's a good oh, teacher yeah. joke? Oh, jokes. A oh, good no. teacher joke. Googling, Googling. I have a joke on my mind, but not a good teacher joke. It's a joke I learned when I was pretty, pretty little. What, what's the number school? one thing that teachers will make fun of their kids for, like to each other? I don't know. Uh, do you want like the real answer? Because I probably shouldn't give that to you. <laughs> there we go. That'll do. Go ahead, Nick. <laughs> go ahead. What? Finish her up. Oh, here, here's a good one. So it's a bunch of. You have to picture it because it's it's a comic, but you'll get it really quick. You have a bunch of kids all in like the swings right next to each other. And then there's a teacher taking the one on the end and pulling them sideways. And the caption is why science teachers should not be given playground duty because it's going to do the whole ball. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Very nice. Uh, with that, I'll finish with my own joke here. Uh, first, we'll do a clean joke. And that is simply took a bath with bubbles and now for the dirty joke bubbles is the girl next door at any rate episode 37 if i may hope you all enjoyed (laughs) we'll be bringing you a new episode every thursday uh if you're willing and able uh we appreciate any and all support we have some great merch 
uh, subscribe, share, rate, review, all that lovely good stuff. I'm told we operate a Twitter from time to time uh, if you're into such things. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us or have any questions, DM us on that Twitter I just mentioned at Zarubust or email Zarubust at gmail.com. I may respond. I may not. Uh, with that, have a great Thursday and we'll see you next week.